Welcome on in. Welcome on in to the Leadership Podcast. The Leadership Podcast is where we will explore transformational power of personal leadership. We're going to deep dive into conversation with influential leaders, experts, and change makers who are reshaping the way we lead and inspire others. Our goal here on the Leadership Podcast is simply to influence, inspire, and empower men to make the shift in their personal leadership by becoming the best version of themselves. We will share tools, tips, and resources to ignite self-awareness and authenticity. It's all about helping men become more effective and impactful in their leadership. Get ready. The shift is about to take place. It's the Leadership Podcast with Dwayne Roberts. Unlock your true potential with the Leadership Community, where we empower men to embrace self-awareness and authenticity. Introducing the Leadership Community, where we believe in helping men become the best version of themselves. It all starts with self-awareness, and we encourage men to take a step back, pause, and reflect on their thoughts, emotions, and behavior. Embrace their authenticity and break free from societal expectations. Here are just a few testimonies from individuals. Leadership helped me develop self-awareness and embrace my authentic self. And now I feel more confident and fulfilled. Question, are you ready to unlock your potential? If so, join the leadership community today and embark on a transformational journey of self-discovery and personal growth. Leadership empowers men to become the best version of themselves through self-awareness and authenticity. You can learn more about the leadership community by visiting the webpage DwayneHRoberts.com. Phenomenal day, phenomenal day. Welcome on in to the Leadership Podcast. I'm your boy, Dwayne Roberts. Hey, on the Leadership Podcast, our goal is to influence, inspire, and ignite men or leaders to make the shift in their personal leadership by becoming the best version of themselves and unlocking their true potential. Today, we're going to share tools, tips, resources that ignite self-awareness and uh, authenticity. I want to say thank you for taking a vital step to becoming the best version of yourself. On today's episode, guys, we have a phenomenal guest, Miss Monique Pearson. She's the CEO of Soaring Without Limits Enterprise. She helps women stop placing limitations on what they can do and where they can go when it comes to their travel goals. In addition, Monique says Soaring Without Limits is a movement, a lifestyle of self-growth and self-realization. You're capable of accomplishing so much more than you thought you were. Fellas, give a warm welcome to my friend, Monique Pearson. Well, thank you, Dwayne, for the warm welcome. So happy to be here with you this evening. Good stuff. How are you? I am fabulous. So glad to be here. Happy to have me on your, glad you can have me on your platform and speak to your, uh, to speak to the men. I'm happy to be here. Good stuff, man. So uh, before we get started, man, um, listen, share with the people who you are and mm-hmm. how you decide to serve. 
Ah, yes. So my name again is Monique Pearson, and I am the CEO of Soaring Without Limits Enterprises, affectionately known as SWOL. And I'm an Army veteran. I am a pretty much a plethora of things right now. Also a DOD civilian, an author, a public speaker, um, just one who is living out fully the gifts that God has given me and being able to expose the world primarily to women. But I do work with men and couples and, and groups as well. But that is my passion to be able to share my 25 plus years of traveling around the world, living in five different countries and make it easier for that gateway for others to walk through it. Man, that's that's good. Now, hold on. Battle. You said you, you're a U.S. <laughs> veteran. Yes, now. Yes, yes, I did eight and a half years right out of high school. I was an ammunition specialist. So, come on, yes, yes, yes. (laughs) How was that? Definitely different. So, that's why I was like, I'm used to working with men because it was nothing but male dominated spaces. There weren't many women doing ammunition. So, yes. And and eight phenomenal years? Why not the long haul? Oh, no. If I did Air Force, I might have lasted 20 years. You know how the Army is. You stay in the field and you stay deployed. So I was like, Mm-mm, these boots, time to hang them on up. Let me come back to the civilian life. But no, it was great. Uh, the time that I last, the tools, the everything that I learned, because I went on to be able to take those tools and go and work as a contractor in the Middle East. And now I'm working for Department of Defense. So, yes, it has served me well. Oh, come on. Phenomenal, man. Well, thank you for your service. Um, uh, that's great, man. That's a treat to to hear about um, meeting an old Army veteran battle. You know exactly where I was going when I said that, yeah, huh? So I said, oh, yeah. Well, you know I know. That's, I did 15, so yeah, that's well, good. You know you done broke the cardinal rule. You're supposed to do 10. Once you done get that halfway mark, you're supposed to bring it on in. And I'm, I was like you when I got there. I was like, you know what? Uh, enough is enough. I got to go. Wow. Um, and so uh, it was the best move I made. Sometimes you, yeah. you have to trust that God's leading you to something um, more. Right. Um, and so that's what I did. I stepped out on faith. Um, that didn't mean it was easy, but um, uh-huh. I made the transition, man. So how was that? Speaking of transition, how was that transition for you? Eight years out of the on active duty. Wow. I didn't feel like I made much of a transition because after I got out, I went straight to Kuwait, then Iraq as a contractor doing the same thing that I was doing for the Army. So to me, I saw all of my old battle buddies, my battle buddies I just left the year before, except for I was a a contractor, but still in that environment, still working with soldiers. So I didn't think it was much of a shift for me because I started off there once I got out. Yeah, so you was out. You was in Kuwait. Um, you uh-huh. never went into the actual uh, Iraq. Yes, I did a, a Kuwait for a year, and then I worked in Iraq for two years. Okay, wow. Okay, awesome, awesome, awesome. I love uh, meeting army vets and uh, and sharing old war stories. I don't share too many. All right, so let's let's get into this thing. Um, swole. I like mm-hmm. how you said that. Um, Soaring without limits. Tell us more. I think that came from because I think most of us put plateaus and caps on what we can do, where we can go, and where we see ourselves mentally. 
So that name came up, definitely prayed on it and waited for a minute before God revealed that to me. And that is not just in travel, but that is soaring and excelling and elevating in life. That is a part of my mission as well, is to help these ladies to overcome their mental mind blocks so that they can show up and present themselves as their highest self. Because before we can take any actions, the first thing we have to do is make a decision and see ourselves making this happen in our minds. So all of that played into a role with the uh, emphasis on the name and our mission. Yeah, that's that's good. Um, have, Making that mental shift, man, helping women make that mental shift. Um, so how, how did, how did that play out for you? And I, I got it. You, we, we, you know, we have some experience in the military and you probably did a lot of traveling there. Um, mm-hmm. um, so, um, what, what part of travel what, for you was, um, that really opened your eyes to, you know, what women need this? Ah, you know what? This wasn't until the pandemic. Mm-hmm. That is when it came to me after we had nothing but time to sit there and I had to sit back and assess my life. And I said, I am not fulfilled with where mm. I am right now. What am I going to do about that? Then it, I sat back and I said, what is it that makes me happy? What makes me light up? And what do I feel is my purpose that God has put me on this earth? And why am I not operating in it? So mm. I was like, I know it was travel. And then I was like, it has to be deeper than that. It's deeper than a passport. It's deeper than a stamp. It's deeper than tourism. What I can do is be able to open up the other myriad of benefits that come from that. Increase self-confidence, awareness, confidence in yourself, being able to be independent, all empowerment. So I wanted to serve as that guide to help others to be able to get those benefits and grow as a person. So that is how it came to be. It took into the pandemic for me uh, to bring all those pieces together. And that's when I launched the business. And that's good. Isn't it, isn't it interesting how God, uh, he, he can make something that you have no clue um, that doesn't look good for you, doesn't look positive, look negative, but it really turned out to be a positive in your life. Yeah, that sounds like you hear so many stories of how people have started walking in their purpose at what we consider to be the worst time yeah. that many of us that are living to this day have lived. Yeah, that's good. So can, can share with me, share with, mm-hmm. share with me a story that really inspired you to get focused and empower you uh, to, to break the limitation in your own life through traveling. Ah, I have that person. So for me, as you know, when you come into the military, as soon as you hit the ball running, you going deployed, you going somewhere else. So it wasn't a problem of traveling. What it was, was that I had never done it by myself. I was mm-hmm. always with a battle buddy. I was always with a friend. I was always with my significant other. I had never stepped out and did any traveling by myself. So mm-hmm. from uh, I got offered an opportunity to go live and work in Europe for three years, and I had to go by myself. So the requirement of this job was to do extensive travel to Bosnia, Bulgaria, Serbia, countries that we don't typically don't want to go to. And again, I would be out there by myself. So for me, it was the fear. Am I going to operate by faith or am I going to allow my fears to overcome me because of what the what ifs were, what could happen, what could happen? 
that is what I had to have a decision to make. And for me, one who believes that the only way you can overcome your fear is to face it. And once I did that, that unlocked so much within me to show how much more I was capable of if I only gave myself an opportunity. In turn, that experience is what helps me to be able to use myself as an example to others to show them that you have this same capability yourself. It's a matter of making a decision. Are you going to allow yourself to be great or are you going to stay comfortable? Mm. Are you going to allow yourself to be great or are you going to stay comfortable? You said yeah, because we always want to stay in the familiar with what we know, what mm. we're familiar with. We know the risk here. We know the lack of risk, but many of us don't want to stretch. And okay. when you stretch, that is when you start to grow and see what your capabilities are, how much more you can do. And I think a lot of us don't give ourselves enough credit to what we're able to expand to. I like that. I mean, um, and then let's be real. You you didn't go to no resorts or no... no uh... <laughs> Yeah, no, but that's why I said the worst fear was that I had that I'd be out there in these people country with no phone. The little time we had, I had a Tom Tom GPS, and this was in 2016 to 2019. I didn't mm-hmm. have the internet, so I couldn't yeah. use my phone. And I was like, man, I'm gonna get out here and I'm gonna lose reception. What am I gonna do? Because they don't speak English. It happened. But you know what? That is when you learn like how to operate, and then again, you stretch. So I went to a store. I had a young girl who finally found somebody who spoke English. I had her call me a cab and I followed this cab to where I had to go. When I tell you, that's when you figure out how to make stuff happen when you, when a lot of people, well, they'll be frozen and don't see like you can actually operate under the worst conditions. And when your worst fear face you, you can see that it wasn't as bad as you think once you overcome it. And that just gives you so much confidence and empowerment. Man, that's real good. You know, and, and we are limited because of fear. And, mm-hmm. and, and I'm just thinking, um, um, heading over to to these, these I don't know, Bosnia and these, these countries like that. What was some of the fear or thought that maybe uh, you thought of that that kind of gripped you, but you had to find a way to overcome? I think one would, would I be safe? Um, mm-hmm. Safe being out there, one as a woman, and then of course, too, I always have to bring this into play, race as a black woman, mm. where we are not even safe in some parts of our own country. I'm over here into countries that we don't even visit mm. um, or have not even heard of unless you were like previous, like in the 80s and 90s, Kosovo, those areas, because we're in that, that region. Mm-hmm. So those were my um, two concerns yeah. uh, that I had once I found out that that would be required of me. Um, And then, of course, being a woman of faith, I just had to pray on it the same way that I was able to go over there to Iraq for two years and live being hit up every single day. I was like, Monique, you did that. You can do this. So that was all I needed. Yeah. Sometimes we got to pump our own selves up and be our own cheerleader and not let those false evidence of appearing real, a.k.a. fear, stop us from moving. Come on. Man, that's real good. That's real good. I, I know somebody out there really need to need to hear that right there, right? Um, mm-hmm. and so it makes me think, right? Um, safety mm-hmm. um, and race. Did, did it? How did it? How did it play? Did it have any effect while in any of these other countries? Did you see it uh, raise its face? Um, and if so, what was? How were some of the ways you handled it? 
Well, you know what? I didn't have any issues with it in these other countries. One, I think also, too, it had to be my role. I was the inspector on behalf of the government, which was purchasing these ammunition, these weapons, so that they can ship them and sell them off to um, the Middle East. Mm -hmm. So, of course, they're going to roll out the red carpet because they want to get this ammunition bought so they can pay for these contracts. Um, So... And then plus I had interpreters there because it was the language barrier. So I think if there was any, I didn't feel any adversity um, being faced towards me or racism. But what I will tell you, which is so crazy, um, when I went to West Virginia to go work, I had more fear of going to live in West Virginia than I had going to any of those countries or going to Iraq. And that is when racism faced me was when I went to West Virginia. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Man, unpack that just a tad bit. Yeah, I mean Which you have West you Virginia? Have, yeah, you have you 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 face more uh racism uh in in country than you did out of country. Yeah, that's I'm so sadly to say <clears throat> that's a sad fact. Right. Um I'm gonna go back and forth. Hopefully when I was in Italy, I um joined black women living in Italy. There's a big community. Uh, black women who have married Italian men and uh, who live over there permanently. And several of them have spoken to the reason why they haven't is because of the racism that they face here in this country. And going back to that point about West Virginia, I left Iraq to go to West Virginia after finishing that two years. And there was apprehension about me going to live there and work because of the rumors and everything that we've heard about it. Um, So again, being in the ammunition field, and I was going to an ammunition manufacturing facility. Um, There were 11 men. I was the only woman. I was the only person of color in this office. And most the majority of those men lived and grew up in this city and pretty much sat me down. It's like, Monique, don't go here. Don't go here. Don't go here. Don't go here. Don't go here for your safety because being a black woman. And then this was probably around 2012, to 2014, to give you a timeline, the first time I went down to that manufacturing floor, I was there for two years. I would walk in the door, everyone would stop and stare at me and just watch me the whole time. This went on for two years. And I was like, this is crazy. I was like, we are in the 2000s and this is how we're still acting. But yeah, that's like a whole nother topic in of itself that I speak to as being the only woman and being the only person of color in the, color in the room and how do you handle that? No, that's um, good. Those type of situations. Man, that's real good. Thanks for sharing that. I mean, and shedding light there. All right. So I want to bring it back to Swole. Soaring without limits. How, how do we, how do you uh, uh, help women build confidence to explore new destinations at the mm-hmm. same time? overcome some of their personal barriers when it comes to traveling? Okay. So the personal majority of the top two barriers that I face when working with women is one, the fear of going out of the country, uh, especially for those who have never been two safety issues and then three money. Um, So Mm -hmm. we start off one with uh, those who have never been out of the country before. I typically send them to um, a well-known, easy place like uh, that's not going to be too far on a plane, like Mexico or Jamaica, 
And I also offer group trips. So there's power in numbers, there's safeties in numbers in the buddy system. So I more than likely will steer them that way so that they feel more <clears throat> comfortable going out. Then for safety, um, this can be used for anyone. Um, the Department of State has a safe traveler enrollment program. So what you can do, you can enroll in this for free. You can send them your itinerary, where you're going to be staying at, how you can be contacted, um, any excursions or any places you're going to be. And that way you'll, they'll have oversight on you the entire time that you're in the country. Somebody with uh, power, so to say, in the embassy can keep watch over you and know that you're there. If there's any uprisings, if there are any uh, type of environmental issues, flooding, hurricanes, anything of that nature, they'll know you're there, be able to contact you. And then you'll also be able to, of course, evacuate as necessary. So that is one thing that I share um, in regards to safety with the individuals that I work with. When it comes to monetary, one thing we do is typically plan out at least if possible, a year in advance. That makes it possible for you to make payments. You can stick to your budget and be able to travel and not come back and worry about your lights being off and your bills not being paid because you handle your business by doing it sensibly. So those would be the top three uh, tips that I would share as to how that plays out. No, that's real good. Um, it almost sounds like you got a like a holistic approach. You're just not um, a travel agent. You're just not booking women on flights to sending them to their favorite destination or their fantasy de destination. But there is some growth in this. Um, there, there is a learning, a learning curve that has to be met. And, and one that you just mentioned for me is uh, that you can you, you can contact the government and let them know you're going to be in another country. And mm -hmm. What, what do they call that again? It's and, called the STEP. You can enroll in that Safe Traveler Enrollment Program. And that's safe. with the Department of the State. And, man, give a little bit more detail. Uh, enrolling with the, in the STEP program with the Department of the State. Mm -hmm. uh, how, do, how, do, how do they do that? Like, or do you do that for them? What, what's the process? Um, so for those, I definitely um, recommend and I'll give them the website um, where to go to find this. And it's very self-explanatory. You put in like your name, your address, where you're going to be going, um, what dates, um, pretty much you're giving them your itinerary, your flights, your hotel. If you're going to do any excursions, you'll just attach all of that and load it up into the system. You can also um, do it for a year out. So for any time, for either individual trips or if you're a frequent traveler, you can do enroll in the frequent traveler piece and just update your trips as you go forward. And what I do prior to like case in point, if I have someone that's going to a country that I'm aware of or may have heard there's some recent uh, safety concerns, I'll go and do a travel advisory um, review first and advise them like, hey, this is the, uh, travel advisory number two is saying this and this and this. Are you OK? With that, would you feel safe still going here or would you like me to recommend some uh, similar countries or locations that you can get that same thing you're looking for, but feel more safe? So it's playing into that. And then going back to your point, it is deeper than travel, like more so I'm working as a mindset coach to the point now that I'm offering um Work entering into the mental health field. Like next June, I'm going to be hosting a PTSD retreat. Um, many aren't aware, like PTSD, um, as far as for, it's 
four out of 100 men to eight out of 100 women that have suffered from PTSD. And then we're also doing the mindset work. I'm authoring uh, Brain Food, the mindset of a winner. So that is also going to be other offerings that's going to be coming into the SWOL portfolio. So I'm definitely looking, as I said, uh, 360 wellness from all aspects. That's good. Now, when you when you share PT, this PTSD trip, I definitely mm-hmm. want you to talk more about what you got going on there. But who, who is this related to when you say PTSD? Um, so this is I uh, initially thought is I'm going to cap that at veterans. But then I've had women uh, who are civilians come to me and I was like, you know what, I'm going to open this up because majority of them that suffer as far as women from PTSD is a result of sexual assault or yeah. a traumatic injury or accident. And yeah. pretty much at one point in our lives, most of, most of us have experienced that. Um, but typically when you hear the word PTSD, the first thought is military and you're thinking male. Um, So I was like, I need to, especially being a veteran who has suffered from myself, have some type of safe place for um, the women that are suffering from that. That's good. So this is, this will be your first retreat for uh, trip for, for the PT. So this is going to be the first one in June. Um, So I have a licensed therapist who will be there. I have art therapy where they can uh, use art as a form of healing. We're going to have a a wellness coach there doing sunrise uh, meditation. We have a personal chef curating all the meals. So it's going to be awesome and nice. And I definitely see expanding and growing and making this an international event. And as I grow, I definitely would open it up uh, to not just women, but to men as well. But we're still in early phases right now. But that's the long term vision. No, that's good. I mean, and and so many things come to mind when you when you mention PTSD. Um, I you know I do work uh with I work with formerly incarcerated uh, community and those in recovery. So my mm-hmm. mind immediately went to um some sort of recovery tree or, or or whatnot when you thought when you mentioned PTSD. I think mm-hmm. that's that's phenomenal work that you're doing. Share a little bit about this brain food because you tricked my interest when you mentioned it. <laughs> Because I was thinking about it. I was like, you know what, Moody, you're doing this informal coaching. And I was like, I may not be able to reach everyone. How can I apply this through the masses? So the first thing, I'm taking the pieces of the work that I've already been doing. And the first one um, offering is going to be alter your mindset, how to um, do that. And the second course offering is going to be um, expressing your emotions. And the last one is going to be finding your voice. Um, so for my speaker platform is also dealing with those who are healing or dealing with traumatic events, um, sexual assault, molestation. So it's in line with that, but you can also use it as general because people need help with far as trying to be their own best advocate and how to find that affirmative voice to help yourself until you can get to a point. Some may not have the financial means to seek counseling or therapy. There may be a fear there, but basically to let them know that you're not walking this walk alone. Um, So that is the motivation uh, behind that piece to make it an informal coaching that I've been doing with my clients and be able to offer this to the masses. Man, I think that's powerful. Um, This is unique too. Um, I don't, you know, most, most agency travel agencies aren't focused on the whole person, right. And, and, and developing 
or, or personal development of that person. And that's what I really hear. Um, I hear the, I hear the, the, the care for the whole person. I want to, I want to serve people. I want to empower people again. And my thought process, right? Oftentimes when you think of traveling and we traveling with women or, mm-hmm. or women traveling, the first thing come to my mind is girls trip. Mm-hmm. You know, Turn up, right. Turn yeah. up, right. So, so, so how many, what's the statistics of women who may travel by themselves, if you know, and for those women that, that, you know, saying, you know, I want to travel, but I don't want to travel by myself. What, how do you, what do you recommend for them as far as girls trips are concerned? Um, I don't know the actual numbers for solo, but I do know that it's like one of the top three trends right now um, that's happening in travel in regards to the solo travel. And for the most part, I don't really have that many solo travelers, to be honest with you. Majority that I work with are couples and Mm -hmm. group trips. Um, So if it is a single person who does not have someone to travel with and they're not seeing a group offering that we have that they're interested in, there are apps that um, can be used that I can align you with a person with similar characteristics, similar uh, desires as far as what they're looking for. So there is always an option. That's what I'm here for, to be that solution to whatever problem you have in that realm of travel. So that is how I would uh, work those type of situations and have worked them in the past. I love it. Now, um, you say you do couples, you know, mm-hmm. I want to help. I want to help the men out. You know, <laughs> I help yes, men, you don't have to do the planning because I don't know. I haven't met too many men. I probably have had a handful of men that have come to me to plan trips on behalf of their uh, their uh, ladies. Majority of the women are the ones doing that low. But that is the beauty of when you're working with a professional. All you have to do is come to her come to me, paint your vision, and I'm going to make it happen for you and you're going to get all the credit. So it can't be, that's too easy. Can't be too difficult, <laughs> right? So, so right? And, and I'm glad you pointed this out, right? I, I, I say this quite often to the men and that is we don't have a big enough vision for our life. You know, mm-hmm. we, we, we're simple and um, I'm always encouraging, paint the, the vision for, for those you love the most, mm-hmm. you know? You know, how do you paint your vision for your family? You know, what what trips do you want to go on this year? Um, My my, my thing is I want to get my family to Hawaii. Mm. Maybe you can help me get my get my family. Most definitely. That is not a problem. Say less. (laughs) And I'm going to tell you, man, those brownie points that you're going to get for that woman for you taking that initiative and laying out that plan. Telling y'all it's gonna pay off in more ways than one. I was just having this discussion about men and giving us the vision and far as for those who are definitely led by God and are able to lead their family accordingly. We want those men to be able to lead and take the lead. Mm, yeah, absolutely. So what do you say to the men, right? Um, that that guy out there who just said, Well, I I just don't know. Uh, what she wants to do uh, or where she wants to go. What's some recommendations you have to him to, to kind of search her heart and, and fill her out um, when it comes to maybe creating a secret getaway for him and his significant other? One, listen. Most women tell you, but are you listening? So say in case of point, she did say, but you didn't capture me and I had been listening. I would ask um, pretty much if you can go anywhere in the world and money wasn't concerned, like, where would you want to go? Like, 
just acts as if you're trying to like paint a vision or whatever that way. Then, of course, I don't know, depending on the family dynamics, her girl's going to know, her sister's going to know because they've had these discussions like, oh, I want to go such and such. So that is the other thing. But if you want to keep that between you two, I would definitely approach it from that way. Like if we can go anywhere in the world, let's let's do some visionary work. Let's imagine us traveling together. What would that look like? Mm. And get her viewpoints from there. Oh, that's good. That's real good. Man, this has been great. This has been phenomenal. Um, I'm just thinking, okay, I got a few more minutes, but sh- share more, um, about, about soul mm-hmm. soaring without limits. Right. Um, mm-hmm. I know you, I hear a lot, but let's regroup, <clears throat> share, share how you make impact through, uh, soaring without limits. Hmm. I definitely see far as making impact by instilling a sense of empowerment and freedom. When I hear, especially as far as work with those clients who have never been out of the country before, who have felt and came to me like, I don't feel comfortable. I don't feel safe. I don't feel capable. When I hear a whole bunch of, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't and have to negate each one of those and then empower and pour into these pour into these ladies. And when they go and they come back with that excitement, that joy that, you know, when you did something that you just want to pat your own self on the back, that is what I do this for because one, being able to uplift them. And then it can cross over to your professional life. If you were able to do it here, you're able to do it there. So to be able to be the vessel to give them that sense of empowerment, that sense of confidence, that person to be able to see more in you than you can presently see in yourself, because so many have served and done that for me, that gives me the joy, the most joy to be able to be that person for somebody else. That's real good. That is real good. All right. Um, Here it is. I got a fun question for you just before Mm -hmm. we ready to close this thing out let me grab my question well before i get to that before i get to the fun question here here, here's another question it's just just dawned on me it's the holiday season Mm -hmm. um i live in colorado um i used to live in well station in colorado springs that's where i'm at i'm in the springs right down the street Fort carson um and so it's the it's the sea it's the travel season. This is I mean it's not the biggest travel season. At least I don't think it is. The winter time is the biggest travel season. But people like to go out of the country or do something different. Yeah. What would be your recommendation for a, a a travel venture during this time and season? Uh, far as for this time, well, it's also too like what type of environment for people like yourself who are where snow is. Some mostly want to go someplace tropical or someplace warmer. They want to leave the type of environment that they're at. So one, I know we, one, I am not an advocate and always going to promote our typical go-tos. We love the Caribbean and we love the Dominican Republic. (laughs) So I try to encourage people. I was like, there are other places for you to go. Um, But sometimes you just got to let people be and meet them where they are. Um, so one, I would say Aruba that has like a awesome, mm. um, even 
an, uh, tropical environment, Costa Rica, that mm-hmm. is also one. And these are also destinations that aren't in the double digits for you to get to. Now, for my people who would love to be open to exploring a little bit further um, and be okay with the time that comes with it, right now, my number one place that I have been is Bali. I have never been to any country where I have immediately touched down and felt a sense of overwhelming peace just enveloped me. So right now, that is number one for me. And I would definitely always highly recommend if someone is interested in uh, going to Bali. So you answered my fun question because my fun question was, where would you go at this time of season if you can go anywhere and money wasn't a limitation? You said Bali was one of your so you've been to Bali. That's I one have. of your, one yes. of your so We went last uh, last November, as a matter of fact. So fairly oh, wow. close to this time. I went last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So tell me about that experience. What 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 made Bali so amazing for you? Such a uh, wonderful trip. Uh, one, like I said, I've never been anywhere where that it was that sense of peace. Mm-hmm. Like as soon as I touched the soil, um, mm-hmm. one is also picturesque, as far as lush. Green. Um, two is uh, budget friendly. It is not expensive at all. And wow. then, as far as the experiences of seeing the temples, and then I am one who also like new experiences and far as culture, um, being able to experience that. You like Thai food. The food is fabulous. It just I can just go on and on about the things to see, the things to do. As far as feeling welcome in their country, the hospitality. Um, and then the far as the American dollar goes a very, very, very long way. So I just have a plethora of positives um, about that experience that I had there. So that definitely be a place that I would revisit. There's other different islands that I didn't, of course, can't get them all in. So I would definitely revisit it. Man, I really love what you're doing. Um, this was really a um, fun conversation for me. Uh, Swole, I, I love it. I love it. Soaring without limits. Hey, ladies, gentlemen, connect with uh, Monique. Monique, please share the people where they can find you, where they can learn more about what you do and how you mm-hmm. serve. Yeah, so you can definitely connect with me on my website, um, www.soaringwolimits.com. You can reach me on um, Facebook, on my business page under Soaring Without Limits, Instagram, Soaring Without Limits, LinkedIn. Uh, as Monique Pearson, um, my speaker website for those who are looking for um, empowerment speaker, I am MoniquePearson.com. You can check out my book on Amazon, Take That Trip Girl, The Ultimate Bucket List Journal. And also we have a new offering, Joy 365, a joy restoration devotional uh, for men and women. We have 365 authors sharing prayers, words of encouragement. Um, an inspiration, and that's um, MoniqueSPearson.com. So you can get all of this information on my website. So I would love, 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 reach out and connect with me. That's for real good. So I think I heard you say you you named off two books. You authored two books. Take That mm-hmm. Trip. Take Was That it? Trip, Girl, The Ultimate Bucket List Journal. That's mm-hmm. my first one. That's on my website and Amazon. And then I'm launching the second project will be the beginning of the year. That's Joy 365, a Joy Restoration, a Joy um, Restorational Devotional. 
It's 365 authors who have a different voice for every day that's offering prayers, poems, short stories, and inspiration uh, to give more joy into the world to everyone. You can start off your mornings with a devotional. Listen, phenomenal. Man, this was, again, this was a treat, a real treat. Gentlemen, listen, don't miss an opportunity to grow yourself um, and, and expand yourself. You, you're looking for that, that, that special Christmas gift? It just may be a treat. A trip. That anniversary, that wedding yeah. anniversary, that birthday, all holidays. <laughs> all of that, man. Uh, Monique, man, again, thank you so much. Go check out the books, man. Go head over to the Amazon, check out the webpage, really get um get in um in in depth with what Monique is doing. Realize this, it's it's a movement, it's a lifestyle, it's self-growth, it's self-realization. This is where you'll learn you're capable of doing more than what you think you can. Monique, I want to say thank you for taking time and rocking with us on the Leadership Podcast. Well, thank you for having me. This has been fun, Dwayne. Glad to have the male energy. I appreciate that. That's it. Says the clock on the wall. Guys, don't uh, miss an opportunity to grow yourself. Uh, connect with us on the Leadership Podcast by heading over to where you listen to podcasts. Subscribe today. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Leadership Podcast with Dwayne Roberts. We hope you found inspiration and practical wisdom that will help you in your leadership journey. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to subscribe to our podcast on your favorite platform and leave us a review. We love to hear your feedback and suggestions for future episodes. Remember, true leadership begins with you. Leadership is not a position. Leadership is not a title. Leadership is having positive influence on others. Keep shifting, keep growing, keep leading with purpose. You can stay connected with Dwayne Roberts on all the social media platforms or by visiting our website, DwayneHRoberts.com. We want to say thank you. Remember, You have everything you need to make the leaders shift in your life. That's because your success is in your hands. Till next time, God bless.